you stop playing, nigga. Y'all nigga know what the fuck going on. Big 4L. Big steppers. Big footprints. Pussy. Big Full L, and we are back. We are back whole. We got Joe back off his hiatus. <laughs> we got Drift in the building. How you living, Drift? How you living, Chief? Hey, I'm good, man. As always, locking it down. We got another member back. Last weekend we had last week we had the Don V Fridays episode, but now we got the 4L episode. Joe, how we doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm back off the summer IR. I'm back. We're focused. <laughs> Back yeah. all about college. college you Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh last week, right? I was in Pittsburgh, yes, sir. Up to some business. Western PA. Western yeah. PA. Shout out there. Shout out to everybody in Western PA. You always know when somebody from Western PA. Like everybody I've ever met from West Western PA is happy as hell to be like somewhere else, bro. Like they be happy as shit. Like, oh my god, I couldn't wait to get the fuck. Like, I ain't never met nobody from Pittsburgh, but people from like, what's that other one? Aliquippa and all them other places. Like, they talk yeah. about it like it's the shits. Like, bro, I fucking hated it up there. Yeah, um, like Erie and shit, like uh, northern uh, Erie. Northern, yeah. yeah, they talk about it like it is the most fucked up, like one of the <laughs> worst places on earth. I guess. Uh, I guess that's the what like. While the steel mills dried up and you know a lot of industry dried up, so the, like the coal-fired plants, the coal-fired yeah. power plants, those little towns are all sorts of fucked up. Yeah, a lot of those plants in Ohio and uh and Pennsylvania with those with all those industry type jobs, where those jobs dried up and they just left the towns abandoned and the people that stayed got into crime. Welcome. Welcome to the criminal life. Uh, they got into crime and shit, and uh, it ain't a lot of opportunities for those people. Man, we praying for those people in those in those in the Midwest, cause God yes, damn well. Luckily for y'all, your football's lit. <laughs> <laughs> your football's getting better, but uh, ain't shit else getting better. Hey, shout out to the Midwest, man. Um. Before we before we get started in the episode, man, we want to give a shout out to our guy Dex, man. Let me let me let me let me I ain't mean to throw everybody off, but I gotta go into my DMs. Dex Dex gotta um Dex want me to promote his website. And I told him I would do that, so I'm gonna do that for him. And y'all make sure y'all get the merch. Our guy Dex at get loaded. NIL.com. He got Virginia Tech players on his roster. It's get loaded. NIL.com, bro. We just showing some love to our guy Dex, man. One of the finest to ever come out the valley, man. Shout out to the whole valley, bro. Shout out to everybody in the valley, man. Is Harrisonburg in the valley? Is that the valley? Yeah, I think it's technically part of it. I could be wrong. Joe, Joe is our resident Southwest VA. Joe is our West of Richmond VA guy. Like I'm the East. 
Yeah, I got the Midwest I mean, locked down. Joe's got West I'm Virginia. The, I'm the Nova. I'm the Nova Richmond. Not even Richmond. I mean, but anything east of Richmond, Matthews, all that shit. <laughs> New Kent, uh, Surrey, Southampton County. That's all me. Seven five seven. That's all me. Everything west of that is Joe. That's the <laughs> <laughs> Western PA. Got Western, Western PA. PA. It's it's Western PA. <laughs> and Chicago, and he got Chicago. Joe got Chicago too. Yeah, I got the North Side. He got South Side. He got the North Side. I got the DMV. I got the Carolinas. I got uh, and I got everything east of Richmond. And Drift got the North. Yeah, <laughs> I got the North. I got Det- <laughs> I got Detroit, Cincinnati, fucking Cleveland. <laughs> we got our own footprint, man. We got our own footprint too. Hey, Pride, put us on staff, bro. Save yourself some money. <laughs> but shout out to our guy Dex, man. Get loaded nil.com. Uh get you, get you some merch and all the proceeds. I ain't about to lie to y'all. I don't know where the proceeds go, but get you a t-shirt. The proceeds go to you if you buy a shirt. Um conference realignment is it's it's the uh it's the um it's the topic that that ever keeps it, it, the, the twists and turns. The twists and turns is is it's ebbs and flows. It's coming. It's going. It's a roller coaster. You know you got to be aware when you're on social media of these motherfuckers with these, especially within this in this Elon Musk blue check era where anybody can pretend that they're somebody. Um, it's a lot of comings and goings. But let but we gonna talk about what we know. What is facts? And then we'll get into speculation after we talk about the facts. These are the facts. Washington and Oregon are going to the Big Ten along with USC and UCLA. Before we get into the death of the Pac-12 conference and we uh, do their funeral, let's talk about the on the field first. We'll start with Joe. We'll start with Joe. On the field, what is the impact, uh, or what are you, what are you expecting to see in this new look Big Ten, with basically the four best programs from the Pac-12? Yeah, I think they're stepping it up a level, man. I mean, you got USC; they're pre-ranked, preseason top ten right there. Uh, UCLA, they're building something out there. Pretty solid program. And then we've seen Oregon and Washington. Oregon's had, they're probably set to have a pretty good year. And then Washington has Michael Phoenix Jr. They were a top 15 program. So they went out there and snagged two top 15 programs and it's going to elevate them. I think the play on the field is just going to ele- elevate from, you know, almost necessity in a way. What do you think, Drift? So the Big Ten did it right. I mean, they they knew they had to do something to keep up with the with the SEC in the future, and they could have went the route of like we're gonna grab Kansas as a basketball school, we're gonna do whatever. They said fuck that, we're gonna grab the best football programs on the West Coast, uh, snag them up, get them there. It's gonna be weird for them in like every other sport, but if the money follows with football, they'll have money to pay for everything else. Uh, so Big Twelve made some power moves that was really fucked the rest of the conference over. We'll talk about that soon, but um, this is pretty huge. I actually think 
Washington and Oregon will play the best in the Big Ten just because they've had the most success in recent years against the Big Ten. And they have like that climate that's like kind of like the Big Ten climate. Like it gets kind of cold up in like Oregon and Washington, shit like that. Like not like West, not like USC and UCLA. Like they'll go to they'll go to Iowa in November and shit the bed. But uh, so I think I think Washington and Oregon are good polls. It definitely kind of is ruining college football like conferences. But hey, man, it'll have some cool matchups at the very least. What about you? What about yeah. you, Vito? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm one of those fans where like the regionalism of football, of college football, is kind of what makes it kind of unique. Contrast to the NFL, in the NFL, I know they act like everybody doing something different. They all doing the same shit, especially if one team win a Super Bowl doing it. So like that's the meta. Like it's almost like Madden, but. The regionalism and the and how everybody's distinct a college football is kind of like what made me attracted to the game. So that part, uh, that part makes me sad that we're really about to get away from that because all my life I've been watching football and you know I grew up in the Big East and everybody ran the ball physical. Miami was physical, Virginia Tech physical, even Rutgers physical. You know, like everybody. And then, like, down in Big 12, everybody was passing the ball 50 times a game, putting up crazy numbers. And then out west, they was passing the ball. And SEC, they was running the ball. So, like, it's going to be weird to see Washington, Oregon. It's going to be weird to see UCLA playing, like, Maryland. And it's like a conference game at noon. Uh, shit like that. But um, the, the programs that's going to the Big 10, those are – Massive programs with massive fan bases. Um, the the suits and I and I I hate talking like a suit because I'm not a suit, but like the suit type fans that say like, oh, they're getting the Seattle Tacoma market and uh, the 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 <laughs> Oregon Portland market. Like the football fan to me could give a fuck what TV markets are tuning in because if you ask the Big Ten on the last round of realignment. They got the D.C. market, and they got the New York, New Jersey market. It didn't mean shit on the field. It didn't mean shit. They got two bum-ass teams that went in there and promptly became doormats. And I can tell you from my own experience, from living in the D.C. market, living in Big Ten country, some people, they did not give a fuck. They didn't tune in to Ohio State games. They didn't do anything for the conference on the field and barely off the field. With this, with these moves, though, they are getting people that's going to watch, people that's going to travel, people that's going to. Now, are they going to travel to Maryland for role games? I doubt it. Are they going to travel to Purdue for role games? I doubt it. But will USC fans pull up to the shoe for a big game? I think so. Will Washington fans pull up to Iowa, like Drift was saying, and it's 10 degrees outside? I think they would. Um Washington has like a sneaky Washington is almost like a Virginia Tech fan base as far as like you'll find a Washington fan anywhere. You'll be in Hawaii on vacation and you'll see one of them purple W's out there. You'll catch a Washington alum, a Washington fan anywhere. Oh yeah. Um they they're, they're like low key like like a secret society out here. Like there's Washington fans everywhere. Um so I'm I'm definitely 
I'm excited for um I'm excited for the for the future of that conference and watching those games. But a part of me is still sad that we are losing that regionalism, which kind of made every conference unique and every uh region unique. Yeah, I wonder if in the future these conferences are still going to be unique in a way. Like, I wonder if the Big 12, the SEC, and the Big 10 are all going to still be kind of unique or if they're just going to kind of just play the same since there's going to be so many teams in those conferences. You know what I mean? So I think it'll be weird. Like, I mean, and it's not done. We'll get into more of, like, what's happening and who's going where and the speculation on the ACC pulling teams. But when it's all said and done, there's basically going to be three conferences um, as it's looking right now. Maybe not, but – if everybody's in three conferences, there's no more like uniqueness to these schools, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the uniqueness yeah, kinda, of the regionalism. Go ahead, Joe. It kind of blends it in. You're right. Like you kind of lose the recipe a little bit in a way. Like the stuff that stands out, you know, having those away crowds that travel so heavily and kind of, take over somebody's stadium like i feel like you kind of lose that a little bit with what's going on right now like watching it on tv is definitely not the same you know yeah i, I mean when it comes down to it okay you you lose the uniqueness because the best teams that at conference is going to dictate how you're going to have to build your teams to beat them so when nick saban went to alabama everybody had to step their shit up okay, now we got to be able to stop their run game. We got to be able to stop what they got going on. And, you know, everybody had to everybody had to build their teams and all that according. And the, in the Big 12, you couldn't have three big-ass linebackers. You would get your ass diced up. So so they had to build their team. Five wide sets, the four uh, running backs. Some teams in the Big 12, you know, in the classic Big 12, their running back was damn near just a slot, another slot receiver. Um, you know, nobody was damn near running the ball. You just had to play like that. A lot of Virginia Tech fans would be like, how the fuck y'all giving up 50 a game? Like, bro, we would have been giving that 50 up too. We just would have had to adapt and learn how to score with those teams. Uh, just like these West Coast teams, the USC's and all that, I know uh, – What's the what's USC coach name? Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley's known for his high flying offenses, but how are those offenses going to fly at, when he has a November slate? Uh, uh, Penn State, Wisconsin, uh, Ohio State. He might got a, a a Washington team that can be physical. Like he might have to adjust how he runs his shit. He might not be able to get off them fifty passes a game. Right. Uh, you know he might. So that's where the regionalism kind of starts to blend in. All right, we got to be more physical. Um, if Virginia Tech gets demoted to the fun belt, we might got to get a little bit more light in the ass to run around with these smaller teams. I, I know Brent Price building a big team, a big defense to be yeah. able to stop ACC offenses. But if we go down to the fun belt, we might be covering a bunch of fucking slot receivers. So, uh, um. That, that that type of shit matters. Uh, it does as far as the, these conferences and the, and how and how the teams are built, and constructed, and everything. But the Big Twelve, if you would have asked a Virginia Tech fan like which conferences were dead a year ago, 
every Virginia Tech fan would have said the Big 12 is dead. They lost Texas. They lost Oklahoma. It's they over. were the Big 12. And the Big 12 had the cleanest bounce back. And the Big 12 had the biggest bounce back. I can't even think of a bigger bounce back, bro. Like they sports were history. In the war. <laughs> yeah. They had the biggest bounce back in sports history. I know Eric Berry caught cancer or something. They came back <laughs> and played. I think uh, who was that pit running back that caught cancer? And James Connor. James Connor. They had the biggest comebacks in James Connor, Eric Berry. They caught cancer and came back and still had an NFL career. So they bring in Colorado, obviously UCF, and since he was already on the books, um. And they hit up Utah and the Arizona schools. Um, BYU, Houston too. BYU, Houston. So, not yeah. the not the biggest, not the biggest football brands, but solid football brands. What's yeah. what say y'all? Uh, they're super super solid. Like just like you said, there's no elite teams. Like there's no Texas, Oklahoma. There's no Ohio State, Alabama, whatever. But it doesn't matter. Like all those schools are. Primarily football schools. I mean, almost every single one of them. Uh, and they might not except be the Arizona. biggest. Except, Arizona's except, the basketball one. Exactly. Except for Arizona. <laughs> but most of them are primarily football schools. They have big fan bases for football. Uh, and they're bringing in a lot of energy. So those games are going to be fun because it's not going to be like the, the Big Ten or the SEC where you know, like, two teams are going to win that division, regardless of what happens. But, like, in the Big 12, it could literally be anybody every single year for the foreseeable future. So it like that conference will be super fun to watch and I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, and I like the fact that they're like standing up to the uh, big 10 and sec and just pulling shit together. They're kind of like co- coastal chaos on steroids. Like it's about to get yeah. real wild out West, man. Like it might not be the best football school conference that you're saying, but it's definitely the best basketball school conference. I mean, oh, you got yeah. Arizona, Houston. I mean, it's going to be Cincinnati. fun. Football. Cincinnati yeah. is like a top 10 basketball program of all time. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's about to be lit in basketball season. Uh, it's going to be a good baseball conference, too. It's it's going to be a lot of fun, man. And they've got schools that have, like, good histories. Like, they didn't just go out and take the bottom dwellers of the Pac-12 or Pac-4 now, I guess. Like, they went out and got schools that, like, Really had some history. Like, we know them cats out there are going to have some fun trips to Arizona State. Shout out to oh, all yeah. the hosts, Scott Still. Shout out to all Man, the hosts. Listen, I've only heard stories about, <laughs> what, 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 about Arizona State. And I've only watched, you know, I grew up in the Pac-10 era where they would show Arizona State games and they would just pan to the stands. And there was a lot of recruits. In yeah, the a lot of the- a lot, of, a lot of five star recruits, if you get my. A point. lot of five star recruits in the Arizona State stand in the Arizona State <laughs> stands. They got they got like good locations too. They all have like cool campuses. Like this year, yeah. I'm going to catch a game at Texas Tech down in Lubbock. Shout out to my guy Stephen Lover. Can't wait to see you down there, dog. We're gonna have a fun tailgate. But like, it's gonna be fun. Like some of those schools will be playing in Morgantown. Like they're yep. gonna be going to UCF. I think Cincinnati has a really cool vibe to it. Like, it's just going to be a lot of fun, man. Like I said, coastal chaos on absolute steroids. Like, not even regular steroids. We're talking like Vitor Belfort, TRT, man. 
like the good yeah. shit. And then you didn't even talk about like the fact that Dion's coming. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the entertainment value is going to be crazy at that conference. And like Utah as a, as a football program might be the best program in that in that conference moving forward. Like Utah has a super solid football program. They got, in my opinion, I thought they were like Big Ten bound, and but for them to get Utah was a snag. Well, and you yeah. get the. Uh, it's the holy war, right? Them and BYU. Yeah, him, them and BYU. It's the yeah. holy war. The holy war. Now, the thing yeah. about Utah is while Utah might be the best football program overall, is Utah equipped to handle those high-powered offense they about to face? Cause that's 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 the that's the thing though. Like it the shit changes though. Yeah, like, I feel like Utah's had good DBs though recently, but yeah, you're right. It'll oh, be yeah, a shift. Absolutely. It'll be a shift. And the Pac-12 is an offensive league as well, but we all know what the Big 12 is and what they represent. We know what Oklahoma State, oh, Texas yeah. Tech, like they not come, they not coming to fuck her off. They not coming to fuck off with you. They coming to put up seventy, and <laughs> you and like I said, Utah is a good program, and they might be used to a certain way that the game is played. You know, especially I mean, they was in a they was in a fucking Mountain West. They was in a whack. When they in a whack, then they mm-hmm. went to the Mountain West, and then they went. Yeah. They they always get, keep getting promoted. But that Big Twelve, something different. Um, it was just like when TCU first went to the Big Twelve. It, it was a slow transition, and TCU was a good program before they went to the Big Twelve. Real good program, and it, they had to adjust. Gary Patterson had to bring that four two five. That four two. They was talking that four two five shit when Gary Patterson and them started. When your boy Fuente was there, and um, they goddamn started that four two five shit. And they was like, "Yo, this could stop a spread offense." Shit, me it can stop one. Man, that shit was getting cooked every week, and they it took time for them to be, you know, the TCU we know and love today. Um, so like that conference adjustment shit is real. Everybody can't beat Virginia Tech, man. Everybody can't just walk up in a conference and start whooping ass. That's our shit. Everybody <laughs> can't do what we do. That is some crazy historical shit that Virginia Tech has done. Like I you gotta you gotta really hit the history books to find a fucking school like Virginia Tech that has gone in and just beat beat shit up from day one in a new conference. <laughs> walk in a new conference and start winning the motherfucker. Before Especially- there was a championship game, we just won the shit outright. Like before a game. Like, man, give me the shit. Give us the game. <laughs> Shout out to Eddie Roll getting us that. And Eric Green with the big interception down there on the goal line. Yeah, damn right. Um, so the 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 Big Twelve is lit. The Big Ten is lit. The SEC was lit before they added Texas and Oklahoma. Um, but the the SEC adds Texas and Oklahoma. Um, <clears throat> I haven't heard anything about the SEC eyeing people and all of that. I'm pretty sure they're in the weeds. Trying to see how things shake out. Maybe they can snipe a little something here and there. But the SEC with those 16, 16 teams, to me, they seem like they good money for now. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're laying in the weeds, seeing what can shake out. I mean, there's there's the potential for Clemson. There's the potential for Florida State. Um, they Florida State and Clemson have expressed their um, – well, Florida State has expressed their frustration with the with the ACC. They've voiced it publicly. Clemson is kind of like, yeah, but from behind. Florida State, they're not 
they didn't step out and do it themselves. Um, letting Florida State do all the dirty work on that. Yeah, letting dirt, they letting Florida State step out and be the bad guy, you know, in case this shit don't work out. Um, but other than that, the SEC they already landed the big fish two three years ago with the uh, Texas and OU move. So we're looking at as of right now, because this shit can change in a week, a big three as far as power conferences. Um, this leaves the Pac-12 and the ACC on the outside looking in, even though the ACC hasn't lost anybody yet. Before we get to the ACC, let's do a RIP to the Pac-12, the Pac-10 that we grew up watching. Um, it's over. It's over with and it's their fault. Um, I think the final nail in the Pac-12's coffin was during 2020. Uh, they was like, oh, COVID, we're dying. Uh, we don't want to play. I think motherfuckers in the West Coast played like three or four games that season. They could care less. Um, yep. I heard that, I've heard that the commissioner of the Pac-12, this is what I've heard. This ain't what I know. But he was like a Yale tennis player, something like that. Played tennis in the Ivy League. He was big on women's rowing. You know, he wanted Pac-12 to be the conference that women's rowing be just as big as USC football. You want to carry your conference doing shit like that. Uh, so, and he did. Mm -hmm. uh, Drift, what's your thoughts on the Pac-12 conference? It, it's kind of sad to see a conference go like that, but just like you said, they did it to themselves. Um, I... It, it's it's wild seeing them be the ones to go down first because they had so many big football brands. Like when you talk about just the four that left already and went to the Big Ten, those brands are yep. big. And like, I mean, the ACC doesn't ha doesn't even have four brands like that. Um, right. We maybe have two or three, but not four. So for them to go down like that, I think just speaks to the 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 mismanagement in the Pac-12. Um. Now, as far as what the schools that are there do next, like Oregon State and Washington State, I have no idea. I kind of feel bad for those programs because they're just at the mercy of, like, whoever the fuck wants them. Um, and I don't think it's going to be anybody big. So, yeah, it's kind of sad to see it go down. But, I mean, like you said, they did it to themselves. I mean, there's nothing else. And, and, like, I feel like we're watching it right now with the ACC, too. Like, we're watching what the Pac-12 did happen to the ACC now. Um, and it's only a matter of time, in my opinion, until the ACC crumbles and falls apart. Joe. Yeah, I just want Quit to take notice here. The Stanford AD wins the Director's Cup every year, and look where that stupid motherfucker is. He's trying to scramble for a conference. So that Director's Cup don't mean shit. I don't give a fuck about rowing or fucking pickleball. Or none of that dumb shit. We realize it's football that runs the TV market, man. So they did do it to themselves, man. And if the ACC don't take notice, like it looks like they're next to go. Like they're on the brink right now. Like things they look are shaky. On the brink. The ACC things is look, on the brink. Man. Yeah, it looks <laughs> real shaky. And, you know, some of these ACC. Athletic directors have been vying for that director's cup. I mean, I think Carla's at UVA. She's after that. Witt has said it himself. He's after it. And I'm sure some of the others are like Duke and 
that stupid ass school in Winston Salem. But the ACC needs to take notes, man. Football is the cash cow, always has been. And hey, man, ACC's in the crosshairs. Y'all better tighten up. Yeah, football literally pays the bills for those other sports. You can't have a ruined team if the football team isn't profitable. That's the facts. Um, those other sports lose money. Those are the facts. Men's basketball is also profitable. And some men's basketball teams uh, make big money, as we know. Yep. But uh, your, your gymnastic team, your gymnastic team, is 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 that's another bill you gotta pay that you got you got your football team is paying the bills around here so yeah i think it's a it's a lesson for all these schools to just throw that money into football uh and like commit to it too and i hope that what this does is make make college football more competitive across the board and like wake up a lot of these schools that have money but are not putting money into football um because I think ultimately that's what it could do. It could just wake these motherfuckers up to start spending more money in football because it is a lifeline for these schools. Like as you're seeing right now, like it's literally killing off Oregon State <laughs> right now, even though they had a good year last year. But still, like football is ultimately the number one thing that a school has and it can build the entire school. Yeah, I don't even know if I <laughs> I don't even know if I want to put Oregon State in the unserious category. They might have just, they might have just thought it was a package deal with Oregon. They <laughs> they they, they suffer from the worst timing because, like historically, they've been an ass football program, but they just got like pretty decent within the last couple years. Like you were, we were saying off air before. Like it doesn't matter that Virginia Tech is bad now; they still have a good brand. Like Oregon State's the opposite. Like they have a bad brand, but they're just getting good now. But it doesn't really matter because they don't have that like hardcore fan base. Yeah, man. Shout out to Oregon. Oregon State then had some sneaky good rosters. Never nothing that threatened like for a championship, but nothing like that. Even for a Pac-12, but and there was a few Oregon State squads where it was like, okay, I said, okay, okay, Oregon State, I see you. They'll be Oregon State every couple of years put together. I uh, I see y'all type of rosters. Shout out to Oregon State, but uh. Yeah, man, enjoy the Mountain West, man. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the Mountain West, man. Not go ahead and knock Boise off. Whoever run that conference over there. RIP, RIP to Cal, man. RIP to uh Stanford. Hey, man, Stanford and Cal beat our ass. Um, more so Stanford. Um, yeah, man. Numbers the breaks, bro. What y'all think about the ACC? Uh, allegedly interested in adding the pack four. Interested in adding the pack four to the ACC. This is all alleged. This is Twitter speculation. This is fake sources. Um, but what's y'all what's y'all thoughts about the ACC allegedly adding the pack four to the ACC? Is it the four or is it just Stanford and uh, Cal? I, oh, I they don't even want. They don't even want Oregon State in Wazoo. No. Joe, did you see? Two. Is it? I thought it was just Stanford just and Cal. So just yeah. Stanford. Oh, just the two. Oh shit! Damn. My bad, Wazoo. <laughs> Enjoy them on West. What y'all thought? What y'all thoughts about the bad in Stanford and Cal potentially? I think it's a terrible idea, man. I mean, you're gonna 
add the two schools that bring the least amount of revenue and the most travel. So you're going to have the most expense, the least amount of revenue. I mean, I think right. it's a horrible idea. They have the least amount of yeah. TV viewership out of all Pac-12 schools as well. So I, mean, I think it's... It, it would confirm the unseriousness of everybody. Yeah, it's a clown show. If you add them, the clown show, and then no telling what that does for breaking the grant of rights. You know, if you add the two schools, if it shortens it or what it does. I mean, if it breaks the grant of rights, hell yeah, bring the motherfuckers on so we get the fuck out of this amateur conference. What do you think, Drew? Yeah. I mean, it's it's the same it's the same problem the ACC's had. Like, let's add, okay, so we have a problem. Let's add two unserious football programs or or unserious football fan bases. Like, like what does that do for us? We've seen that already with like prestigious schools like UVA and Duke and Wake Forest. Why would we just add another Wake Forest? That makes no sense to me. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just, I was looking at it like, I was like, okay, so the ACC should add schools, like the Big 12. Like they should do that if they want to stay around. And I'm thinking about like, okay, Tulane maybe, or these smaller schools that could could bump up with good, you know, good programs. But then they just go, <laughs> they just want to take Cal and Stanford. Like, I think it's just a stupid fucking decision, to be honest with you. Yeah, bring, bringing in Kyle and Stanford. And Kyle and Stanford, at their heights, have put together some damn good football teams. Those Virginia Tech fans know all too well. But um, those days are over with. And foot, as football brands, they're not major football brands. Uh, maybe it would be hell on the baseball diamond. I don't know what their baseball teams are, but I'm assuming these motherfuckers got good baseball teams and good uh Olympic sports. But uh I mean shit. Man Tateo met his girlfriend at Stanford. So clearly the imaginary girls are fire at Stanford. But other than that, bro, it would just confirm to me that the ACC is unserious. You about to lose your two biggest brands in Florida State and Clemson. And you will replace them with Stanford and Cal. Even if you bring in the whole pack four. Uh, and Oregon State is cool. I got no beef with Oregon State, but you don't replace Florida State and Clemson, which definitely would mean you would lose Miami too and replace them with the Pac-4, the rejects. Nah, that don't do it for me. That don't do it for uh, – that that shouldn't do it for Whit Babcock. He would hopefully be looking to get the fuck out too. But see, the thing is, the Big Ten is set. They don't really need to add nobody. SEC yeah. is set. They don't really need to add nobody. The Big 12 is kind of set. They don't need to add nobody. So, like, where will we go? That leaves going down the level. I mean, the ACC would be getting knocked down the peg anyway, the G5. Let's be real. Ain't nobody going to honor the, the ACC as a, a group of, I mean, a big Power 5 conference or a conference that deserves some type of automatic bid if you was to win it to a playoff spot, you would become an at-large at best if you was to win the ACC. Like, all right, we'll sort out the real teams, and maybe there's a spot for you as the undefeated ACC. We better off leaving, bro. Yeah. Going to the Sun Belt, where we can at least have rivalries with, I hate to say it, JMU and uh, Appalachian State. Yeah, like it, but... who who are who are right now better programs than like fucking half the teams in the ACC, uh, in terms of football. 
But yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, and the thing that's scary about it, too, is like we're we can't really leave. Like we have to wait for Florida. We have to wait for Florida State and Clemson to move first. But yeah, the SEC does it, it like they dictate everything, because if the SEC says we're not taking Florida State because Florida doesn't want them in here, because that's I think what's right. going on right now. Florida is like lobbying hard against no, they're, no they're Florida state. state rivals. Their right. state rivals do not want them in there because that is their only advantage. Exactly. Like that's a huge advantage to have, and they want to keep that going. So they're like, "Hey, no Florida." So now Florida State is like, "Okay, let's go to the Big Ten, but they can't get in there." And the Big Ten turned around and just pulled in four other teams, right? So now, like, they're they're a weird spot. Basically, until Florida State leaves, we can't really do shit. But where are they gonna go? You know what I mean? They're not gonna like. I feel like Florida State's kind of in a bad spot too, unless they can somehow wiggle in the SEC. I so, don't know what happened with the Magnificent Seven. That was trying to get. That was a bunch out. of fucking baloney. <laughs> it was some poppycock, but people, they, they there's got to be a Zoom call that Whip Babcock needs to be on. He don't need to exactly lead it. I don't even know if he's capable of leading it. But uh, there needs to be a Zoom call with the Magnificent Seven, those seven programs. And I was hearing rumors of a possible eighth. I don't know if that was Louisville or not, uh, that's, that an eighth team did want in at one point. But they got to get back into the group chat, back in, on the Zoom, and say, listen, guys, this ACC shit is a wrap. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Um, This shit is donezo out here. Uh. I don't know, but Whit Babcock needs to be on that Zoom. Whit Babcock needs to be on that uh in that group chat. Uh, let me uh let me ask you guys a question. How would you and, and Vito, you can answer this one first. Would you be okay with the Big Twelve? Me personally, I would be okay with the Big Twelve because West Virginia's in there. We got a familiar face. You know how you know how you go to a new school or you go to a new church. Or, or you do something new, or orientation, whatever, and you just, it don't even got to be your best friend. Just somebody you know from your old school yeah. or somebody you know from the neighborhood. Just, hey, what up? Y'all, you just need one. You just need like one. West Virginia. You don't <laughs> even like West Virginia. But it's just a face. Like, bro, hey, man, remember that time we used to fight at school? Man, that was the old thing. <laughs> like, at least somebody's over there that we know, and, and we can sit next to them at the lunch table and talk shit to them and act like we was friends all these years. So yeah, I, I got no issues with the Big Twelve. They're gonna be a power three school. Uh, I mean, they're gonna be a power three conference to me. So Joe, what's your, what's your answer? I would absolutely love to be in the Big Twelve. I think it would fit us for. I mean, obviously you want to be in like one of the big two, right? You want to be in the Big Ten or the SEC. But if your options are the ACC or Big Twelve, I'm taking Big Twelve, man. That's gonna be a lot of fun. It's a conference that we could actually win in football. It's a conference that elevates all of our non-revs. Like men's basketball, it would be a lot of fun. There'd be some good matchups in women's basketball. I mean, they got a decent wrestling conference. They got good baseball, softball. Like, I think that conference would be a ton of fun, and there would just be a lot of fun road trips. Yeah. We could have the drift bowl. We could have the drift bowl in Cincinnati, man. Drift bowl, hell yeah. The Natty versus Virginia Tech, and we'd have had a bunch of drift bowls. Now that I think about it, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, I, bet, I went to I went to one. 
went through a drift bowl before. But uh, I get. I mean, we would have to obviously change how we do everything because the team that Brent Pry is building would go to the Big Twelve and get their ass beat. They would. They would definitely go over there and lose eight games a season. That defense that we know and love that we're building will get their ass shredded every week. Um, according to if I can, I'm looking at this uh young defense on paper. You know the the twenty threes. I mean the twenty three class and the twenty four class. I'm looking at it on paper. And I'm looking at 40, 50 points a game put on the ass in the Big 12 just off the way that, the t- you know, the team that Brent Price constructed isn't built for that type of football. I, yeah, I can I say mean, that with a lot of confidence. Like everybody in the Big 12 gives up 50 points, but you got to be able to score 60 points. You know what I well, mean? Well, we got – I mean, you we want Brent Wells going throw for throw not, with these not, motherfuckers over there? Not here? a shot. Not a fucking – that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Grand like Will throwing 50 times a game. <laughs> that's seven interceptions right there. <laughs> hey, didn't we get didn't we get drones from Baylor? I think we already got us a Big 12 quarterback, man. We did, we did get drones from Baylor. Hey, yeah, hey, hey Jennings Big, big Pry was tearing up. Pry knew something, man. I think Ellie, he knew something. Allie Jennings is a fucking I saw uh, so, I saw somebody say, like, was Fuente ahead of the curve with the Texas? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think Pry was already on that shit, man. He's already gearing this shit up. Hey, we got a, West Virginia. We got a Texas quarterback in class of twenty five already too. Yeah, Kale did. Yeah, hey, Ooh. hey, baby, Brent Pry. Hey, maybe these boys know. Maybe they're trying to tell us something. <laughs> hey, man, we got some tea leaves. Yeah, maybe we got to read the tea leaves. But uh, how much? <laughs> Like the 2022 Hokies, and they was ass. Like, listen, anybody that's on the 23 team or anybody that played on the 22 team and you were tired and all that shit, do not go on my DM talking about, you don't know what the fuck you talking about, man. Y'all was ass, bro. Y'all won three games. You all but your record said y'all was. How many points a game would the 2022 Virginia Tech Hokies score in the Big 12, and how much would they give up? We're going to start with Joe. I think they would probably score like ten points a game, and probably Eight. give up like forty five. Because we saw what West Virginia did to us, and they were just an yeah, average. Ass yeah, that was a Big Twelve team. Yeah, but maybe maybe seventeen. I'll be nicer. We would score like seventeen and give up about forty five. It looked like that West Virginia game, man. What do you got, Jeff? Uh, I'm 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 trying to fucking real quick look up how many we actually did let up last year, but hey, I can't find it. Anyways, uh, I don't. I think it'll be. I think it would be like we probably average like fucking thirty five, giving up thirty five on defense, and we'd maybe score like seventeen on offense, just because of the pace of the game, maybe. Yeah, they they play fast over there. They play super like they play so fast that like the defenses are burnt out. Like if you like you have to score. Like you, it makes you it score. makes bad offenses look like halfway competent because all the defenses are not even playing football. Yeah. So we yeah. I feel like we had scored seven. And then like the shit, mind you, the shit they teach the offensive linemen, like the technique and all that shit is even worse than what like we were even doing. Like they because it, it's just about getting into the next rep, getting into the next play as fast as possible. So even if you fuck up, you got to just right, get your ass up and fucking we got to run a play in five more seconds. Like, okay, you fucked up. Oh, well, next play. Like, mm-hmm. like these motherfuckers, so year, the technique is crazy over here. 
Last year, we scored 19.27 points per game average, and we gave up 24.73 points per game average. Okay, okay. so we're scoring 24. We're giving up, like, 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the VT4L logic, is we was scoring 19 per game? Yeah, 19 per game. Okay. If you, you if got, you, like, Wofford in there. Kind of skewed things. All right, so you got to bump it down because I think in the Wofford game, we'll be scoring 20. So <laughs> you gotta, you gotta you, okay. So that was the cook the books game, which is fucking so, crazy. Yeah, like seventeen sounds about right, man. We playing some shitty offenses over. I mean, some shitty defenses over there. I'm a I'm a bump them up. To, I'm a bump them up to. I think what you say, drift twenty four. Yeah, I'm a bump us up to twenty four, and I'm a I'm a I'm gonna say the defense would give up. Unfortunately, forty a game. Um. <laughs> And that's with a cook the books game in there, a Wofford or somebody in there. So, dang. But it yeah, was supposed to. Be, it's supposed to be like that. So, it would. It, it would just had to be that way. So, uh, I'm not against the Big Twelve move. I'm. I'm just aware that we probably will have to reconstruct. He would have to change how, um, we do things because. As it's currently as it's currently built, like we all know what Dion's doing in Colorado. Colorado is not going to be terrible for too too long. They're going to be terrible this year, but they're not going to be terrible for long. Um, Oklahoma State is a solid program. We know we know about their handiwork. Um, we know all about their handiwork. Uh, Texas Tech is always a consistently good offense. Uh, I mean, we know we we know these teams' handiwork, man. Utah is a great program. They're going to have to change change some things to adjust and adopt. We all know what Houston does offensively. Houston's always consistent program. It's a lot of good offenses over there. We would have to. I know us Virginia Tech fans love being sorry on offense and great defense, but uh, that shit don't win over there. We would have to <laughs> change our philosophy as fans. Um, no, hundred percent. I wouldn't mind it at all. I. I think it'd be cool. A lot if the of Big older, 12. a lot of older yeah. fans would not like that shit. They would not like seeing us win shootouts and have and had a quarterback throwing fifty times a game because that ain't Virginia Tech lunch pail football. But yeah, man, I mean, you've seen it uh, already on Twitter. I mean, if you scroll through Twitter, you'll see a lot of Virginia Tech fans saying like, "Please do not go to the Big Twelve. Like, <laughs> like they are. They think it's a step down." Uh, I feel like it's that uh like they're they're I feel like they're a little entitled, maybe because they lived through some of the, the better years. I don't know. Um but I feel like we can't we don't really have too much of a choice. Like if we went to the Big Twelve, I'd be happy with that. I'd be like, all right. Yeah, yeah, they know we about to be getting our they know we would go over there and get our ass cooked and booked over there. With the <laughs> lunch pail would the lunch pail would never see the light of day again. Cincinnati would take that bench and build up a skyline chili. Yeah, shout out to shit. Cincinnati. Last time we played Cincinnati, the boys took the football and they put it in our left nostril. Uh, they ain't even say before. They said, fuck a pass. I think Desmond Ritter was like a freshman. Bro, yeah. they took the football. They put that shit in our left nostril. They said, fuck it. Stop it. And, of course, it was a Fuente-led, Fuente-coach team. And, you know, I mean, the field had the smell of urine. There was a lot of piss down legs. It was bad. It was bad. Shout out to the Drift Bowl. I hope we never play that shit again, bro. 
I got bad <laughs> memories from drift bowls, bro. Remember the Munchie Lego game? Oh my! Oh God, no! Bro. That shit was, was crazy. Munchie Lego, man. Who was that? Kendall Fuller that gave that up? Or Kyle yeah. Fuller? One of them Fullers, bro. Like, bro. Uh, no, I think it was Kyle. Actually, I think it was Kyle. I'm like, bro, this ain't re- like, man. Shout out to Munchie Lego, bro. A Cincinnati legend off here. I went but, to Skyline uh, Chili today. Shout out to Skyline Chili, Chili bro. Is that, is that that's a Cincinnati thing? Yeah, it's the, like the fucking the the spaghetti chili shit. Yeah, it's so good. It's like the Jack in the Box of spaghetti chili. Yeah, it's like kind of fire. What, I, you, I didn't... what do you mean by spaghetti chili? Explain it to somebody from Virginia. Okay, so it's it's literally you take spaghetti noodles and then you put Cincinnati chili on it and then you put cheese a bunch of cheese on top of the chili. Uh but the chili is not like a chili you're thinking of. Like it's not like thick chili with beans. It's like kind of more like a sauce and it's a little bit sweeter and uh it doesn't have beans in it. That's it, not chili. Well then, it's a different. It's it's not chili. It's whatever. It's whatever that. It's whatever that chili is. That's skyline spaghetti it's, sauce. It's skyline chili. <laughs> I like sour cream on mine too, Drew. You can add. You can add beans to it. It just doesn't come the way that you order it. It doesn't come with beans on it. Uh, like that list. I'm not the biggest chili guy. Cause I mean, cause I guess the equivalent to that, like DC guy. Ben's Chili Bowl, like that's their spot. That's the, the that's the one that everybody goes to. That's from out of town. Ben's Chili Bowl, but it's chili. It's, yeah, it's, that's it's beans it, and shit. Cincinnati Chili is not like it, it's not like real. It's not like regular chili. That's why when people hear it, they're like, "You putting chili on spaghetti? Like that sounds nasty." But like when it's different, it's a different type of chili. You might not like. You can make the argument it's not even chili, but I think it's good. Like, it, it looks pretty nasty when you look well, at you it. Like, it looks like shit. a motherfucker but... for it to be chilly. <laughs> man, that, don't big, that. man, shout out to Cincinnati, man. People getting finessed, man. Those, <laughs> them boys out there selling spaghetti sauce, bro. <laughs> selling the shit is chilly, bro. Stop <laughs> basically spaghetti sauce. Stop finessing the people. Skyline chili, bro. That's crazy. Shout out, man. Shout out. That was That's a hell of a finesse. Shout out. They got to sponsor the pod now to make up for it. Yeah, is dude, we the need spaghetti to get noodles? So they they so you get a spaghetti basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, sure. Yeah, it's 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 based. The noodles are good. Yeah, I actually I, I smashed it today. Dude. I went out lunch. You got like a fucking you got one. I could have ate more. Okay, so I'm I'm just trying to make it make sense. I'm trying to because our listeners are not in Cincinnati and not in the Midwest. Most of them is in Virginia, but. Some of us do the travel, and okay, so you go. I got, you go I got the perfect. Okay, is I got it like the perfect. Chipotle? Do yes. you go in there and say I want a bowl? No noodles. No, but it it's like Chipotle in the sense of it looks like the bowl. Like it looks like a Chipotle bowl, and you eat it the okay. same way. You know how you eat a Chipotle bowl, like left to right, like you kind of get everything that's in it. Uh, that's yeah. how it, that's how it that's how like a one of those bowls are from skyline chili it's the same thing but it's not like chipotle in the way that you go up and you pick all the things that are in it you got like three okay. options it's like do you want it base oh, or do you want to add like onions and fucking beans to that's it? that's a four-way right 
when you add the onions and beans and that onions onions is a four-way and then if you add onions and beans that's a five-way that's five-way and you can get the hot dogs the what are they called cheesy conies. yeah you can get the conies too you can get the dog the hot dogs with the chili and the uh, cheese listen if somebody say i'm making chili and it's the glizzy chili and there's no beans in it like bro it's a terrorist like i'm calling the fbi <laughs> The gl- I be got the glizzy chili with the spaghetti noodles and shit in it. Like, no, nah, bro. They no, there's, stop. there's no spaghetti noodles in the hot dog. <laughs> they gotta stop this shit, man. Hey, they hey, what? Stop Wait, hey, it's we probably the- good. It, it's famous for a reason. It gotta be good. When we go, but when- it sounds crazy. When we have the big, when we had the drift bowl and we joined the Big Twelve. Y'all are coming and we're getting skyline hey, chili. Yeah, next- <laughs> I don't think we ever play at. Cincinnati. We always played them neutral fields, DC, Annapolis, <laughs> shit like that. But uh, hey, but if we get in the big, oh, yeah, and we played <laughs> them in the Orange Bowl in Miami. Oh yeah, smoke um, their ass, smoke they dumb ass. But um, <laughs> but uh, if we, if we ever on the road, we got to get to Skyline, the Four L Skyline Chili Challenge, and um, I don't eat beef. I don't eat for me whatever. I'll eat beef that day. I'll eat beef that day. We got a chicken one too. No, you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta do the fuck. I'll, I'll do the real thing. I'll do the real thing, and it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I, yeah, I say cut the hot dogs up in my shit. Let's do it. Let, let's do everything, <laughs> man. Good. Put the hot dogs in my shit. Fuck it. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about the women's World Cup. Uh, the women's. I'm gonna be all the way honest with my listeners. I think I think the listeners know us, know me. I haven't watched a women's soccer game in my life. So um apparently they lost. I only I couldn't even tell you who their opponent was. But they lost. Uh I do know Megan Rapino is not liked on Twitter because Jesus Christ, they was on her ass. Um, if any of y'all have any more insight than me, please uh, educate me and the, the listeners because why do Americans hate the women's American soccer team? Uh, Joe, you probably know more than me, but isn't it just because they're like pretty liberal and they speak out, they, they just have a lot of like just very vocal liberal takes, so all the Republicans just don't like them. That's why I the people that said what they said on Twitter were uh, just like white Republicans. I mean, hell, it sounds like you're the expert to me right there. <laughs> I'm going to be real you, man. I don't really – I don't watch women's soccer. I barely watch any women's sports, to be honest with you. That's all I know. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure back during, like – I people are going to, like, fucking cancel me if I'm getting this wrong, but I'm pretty sure, like, Megan Rapinoe stood – like, like – stood out for like trans rights like, in a very vocal way more than like anybody else okay. uh, yeah i think okay. she wouldn't stand for the anthem or something and yeah right okay at first i thought it was because she had blue hair they were all upset but well that, that i mean uh, that plays into it for sure <laughs> that's normally the tale bro if you see a if you see a white woman with blue purple green hair it ain't a trump vote i'm gonna just say it. I'm pretty much say that uh, I'm I'm not familiar with these people. I'm not about to sit up here and act like I know 
Um, I've heard the name Megan Rapino because she is not liked um, on the Bird app, on the Elon app. But um, I don't know her game. I can't say she's trash. I can't say she's good. I do know for a fact that she was on the team that won the World Cup. Yeah, she I know was. that. She was on the team that won, and now she's on this team that lost. So people were saying, like, they're too woke. They're too this. Apparently, she supports LGBT causes. I mean, what the fuck they got to do with her with her missing a kick and or the team losing the game? Like, I'm pretty sure on every team that wins and loses, there's people with political causes, uh, you know, back people that back Trump, people that back Biden, people that support Black Lives Matter, people that support. Blue Scientology or whatever the fuck. That support everything. Like, what the fuck they got to do with you winning or losing in a sport? Uh, the team that beat them, which escapes all three of us, because none of them. <laughs> don't I even know what the fuck. It's, it's Sweden. It's Sweden, right? Yeah. <laughs> don't watch women's soccer, man. The fucking <laughs> Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure there's LGBT women on that Swedish team. I'm pretty sure there's women on that Sweden team that isn't all the way supportive of everything the government in Sweden does. Um, it's in, and I'm, I don't know which even teams are left in the women's world cup or whatever the case, but I'm pretty sure all the women on the, all the women on their team isn't just lockstep support and love everything. Just in America, we, we, we talk our shit. Like we let our nuts hang. That's, that's the American way. We we have these rights and we exercise these motherfuckers. If y'all want this shit to be like a handmade tale, then then say that. But don't say like, bro, I want these bitches barefoot in my kitchen, loving America, baking my apple pie. Like, you sound lame as fuck, bro. Like, they lost the game. They lost the game. That's it. They lost the game. If they would have won the game, does it make them love America more or less? No, they just won the game. Mm-hmm. That was stupid. A lot of motherfuckers. I mean, that's Twitter or X. That's X these days. Uh, ever since 2016, that's that's what social media is. Um, it's a career. It's a full-time career. These people' uh, career is based off generating a brand, generating clicks. Uh, and if they can... Uh, poke at that culture war, they'll use anything to poke at that culture war. Like LeBron can fucking breathe, and they're saying LeBron, China, communism. Like yeah. they know, like like no like once you get into that part of social media, like these people are no longer people. Like when's the last time you seen uh Clay Travis say like I just had a a great burrito yesterday. It was the best food I ever. Like he can't do that no more. Now he got to say, I ate a burrito at a at a restaurant that supports an immigrants. Like it, it, it always <laughs> got to go back. Like it can't. To politics, like, yeah. It, it can never be like, you know, my head hurts. Long day at work. My day suck. No, it's got to be my day suck because they nailed it. It's always something with them people. I mean, mm-hmm. both ways too. I'm a black person, right? And, you know, there's a segment of, of black Twitter that's just like, 
such and such, the white people, they, they, a white man looked at me and I just crumbled. And how do we as black people live through this? It's like, man, shut your <laughs> ass up. Like, it go both ways. It ain't just, uh, I don't want people to feel like I'm just picking on MAGA Republicans. Y'all are MAGA Republicans that's listening. Your people are kind of fucking annoying, but it ain't just MAGA Republicans. It's it's LGBTQ. It's these new black niggas on X that just get on here. And I seen a tweet yesterday. The shit made me cringe. Like I, it was a nigga in England, and um, this his story where he was like a lady passed out. I guess she hit her head, and he like tended to her wounds. This black man, and uh. She called him a racial slur. I guess that she came to, she called him a racial slur. I called him a monkey or some shit. And um, he posted his hands with blood on. He said, I literally have her blood on my hands. Like, bitch, why you go help that white bitch? Like, what? that's your fucking fault. Like, bro, ain't nobody tell you to do all that. Mm-hmm. That's your fucking fault. If, 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 um, if a white woman pass out and bust her head and I help her, and she calls me a slur, she gonna have another night. Like her head gonna be extra bust. It's gonna be it's gonna be more busted. The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> right. Like, I'm not gonna go to Twitter and say, like, I have her blood on my hands. This is what a black man in the UK have to deal with. Fuck all that. If I help my fellow human being and they treat me as less than, fuck you. What are you talking about, bro? Be a man. What is you talking? I'm not about to go to Twitter and I'm a black man in the UK and I tend it to this person that don't want me here. Of course you don't fucking want you there, bro. It's her country. You niggas in the UK, man, let me get on these niggas in the UK, bro. Let me talk to these niggas, bro. This ain't America, bro. England didn't have slavery. Not like that. They probably did, but not like that. Okay, so all you motherfuckers in the UK that's black, you chose to go to this shit. You chose that life. I don't want to hear it. You chose that shit. I'm a black person. I'm a descendant of slavery. I had to be here. I have a right to be here. I was born here. My family was born here. Their family was taken here. That's just the way it goes. It's fucked up. But the black people in America got a different experience. You niggas in the UK, all y'all chose to go there, bro. You don't got to put up with that. Go home. Go home, my brother. Go home. Joe Drift, any comments? Go home. <laughs> that's all i got yeah i think he laid it out there my guy <laughs> i don't disagree with you <laughs> man, man these bitch ass niggas on twitter bro every time i open the app i keep saying twitter on x every time i open x bro it's somebody crying about some shit oh uh, yeah man, i can't even go to target they're selling bussy shirts don't get one what are you talking about bro I know. I'm on there crying about it. I can't even post a Fuente meme. Unbelievable. Joe, oh, what? They're selling bussy shirts in Target. Like, fuck Target. Like, come on, bro. By the end of the year, white people ain't going to be able to do shit. Y'all ain't going to be able to drink no Bud Light, no Target, no NFL, even though you motherfuckers been, went back watching. Uh, all types of shit, bro. Just live life, bro. Everything ain't got to be a performance online. Just yeah. live life. It's facts, bro. <laughs> you just gotta be chilling. Chilling, bro. 
Just do what you like to do, man. And don't worry. The only thing I'll cry over is fucking over sports, man. Over football. That's it. Over my team losing games. It's the only thing that gets me sad, actually. Right. The motherfuckers we should be. Hey, Virginia Tech is bad for my mental health. And I haven't canceled (laughs) them yet. (laughs) I ain't that a bitch. Yeah. Can can we cancel them, please? Can we switch teams? Like, bro, I should be on Twitter – on X every day talking about how Virginia Tech is bad for my mental health and how <laughs> I need to care how I need to purge this demon out of like my out of my mind and out of my daily routine but no I don't I we can't keep, do other shit we just keep supporting the motherfuckers <laughs> I keep giving them my time my energy my money they send me mail they send me text messages they send me emails and I just uh, oh, man. Never ends. It's never ending. What y'all think about the um, the boat, the the Montgomery boat incident, where my brothers and sisters had to call upon the spirit of my ancestors. They had to bust some ass. <laughs> they had to. <laughs> They was beating old bitches with folded chairs, bro. It was the best. Oh, yeah. That shit was crazy. <laughs> yeah. They're getting my beat for the week honor for this week. That shit was so lit. I knew when the <laughs> dude the ferry boat to swim over there. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's on now, man. He was looking like a dolphin going through those waves, hey, man. And they said we can't swim. <laughs> he he <laughs> was out there crazy. killing all the stereotypes and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> that was absolutely unfucking believable. <laughs> the chair, dude. The chair was the shit. Part. Yeah. <laughs> no, the chair yeah, beating yeah. that bitch over the top of the head was nuts. Yeah. A uh, part of me was like, damn, that's a woman. But then another part of me was like, shouldn't have been out there, bro. Whoop her ass. Shouldn't have been out there. Shout out to cameraman too for that one. Yeah, yeah the shout out to all solid. the good cameramen. Yeah, good cameraman. Get a shaky ass like motherfucker out there with Parkinson's trying to film some shit on his iPhone. No, that was like, money. He had that shit locked yeah. out. He knew we that was his get the worst he's like, camera. He's gonna sell that shit to TMZ, man. He knew it as soon as that broke off. He's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "I'm getting, yeah, I'm, I'm getting the bag." Pull yep. <laughs> yes, we got a good cameraman. Uh, we got good commentary because it's hard to get a good cameraman and good commentary. But uh, we got good commentary. We got good cameraman. And I don't advocate for violence. But when you see that many people jump on one person, you got to, it ain't nothing to talk about. It ain't nothing to, no, you got to go in there. You got to get active. Um, I don't advocate beating women with a chair. Uh, I don't think she was hitting nobody with a chair. You got to meet what they was doing with whatever you got planned. Like, okay, if you plan on beating somebody with a chair, beat somebody that's out there doing some savage, savagery. Don't beat the old lady. Like, yeah, you know, hit her with whatever she was hitting him with. But, man, that that's just the way shit be, bro. That's just the way shit be. Did y'all see the I video of the white like, guys that got beat up? He released a video like doing a selfie and his eyes were black and he had like the tampon stuffed up his nose. And he's like, yeah, oh, I, I ain't even seen it. It's like, man, that 65 year old was throwing them things. <laughs> bro, I didn't even see that one, bro. I seen 
the funny thing is everybody that tried to get like a sneak hit in caught like eight sneak hits that were worse. Like that's one of those situations where you gotta sometimes you gotta call a uh a retreat. You gotta say, listen, we're gonna stand down, bro. We're gonna stand down. That's why I don't jump people, bro. There's a lot of bad karma in that shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of bad car. It's a lot of bad karma and jumps. Yeah, I, you gotta stay out of that shit. Especially when you playing a road game, cause see, that's one of them situations where they thought they was playing in a home game, <laughs> but, but the but the numbers switched up real quick. They was playing a road game. That's one of them shits where it's a neutral site, and come to find out when you start losing and you start hearing those rammer jammer chants, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> We didn't pack this bitch out 50-50. They got the people there. They already yeah, saying Rammer Jam in this one. They lost the coin yeah. toss and accidentally had to receive. Yeah. Because <laughs> some yes, motherfuckers, so. right, motherfuckers started getting binked up. Once the motherfuckers started getting binked up, you got to call You got to call a retreat. Hey, we got to get the Hey, You know what? We all going to move our pontoon boat. It ain't even necessary. Trust and believe you me. <laughs> Shout out to the pontoon, the pontoon boat captains out here. I know to get the fuck on. Is that it for foil? Anything else we got to say to the people? I think so. I mean, did you guys see the Tim Anderson fight? Oh, got cooked. I hate the White Sox. Oh man, he got his that ass out, bro. <laughs> that was wild. He got too. his ass knocked out, bro. I seen that. Um, I seen that. What was that Saturday night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was man, during got, the Diaz Jake Paul fight. It was during the Jake Paul fight, and he got hit with one of them jumps where he tried to get up and act like he was straight. Nah, bro, no. they were trying to walk his ass back. They were they trying had. to walk his ass back to the dugout. They did. They carried his ass all the way back to the dugout. Hey, man, that's when you know you got caught with one of them banks. He got hit with like a little overhand jump. Man, listen, it's the ones you don't see. Every time, it's hey, the man, ones you don't see. Ramirez was slipping those first punches by Anderson. He threw three punches before he got landed on. Like yeah, he was yeah, knocking him down. Really fight, man. He could probably really fight. Yeah, he hit his ass with one of them binks. And and the fucked up thing about it is the baseball fights normally you got like a a five second window where like the two guys get to throw two punches. You get like that first punch, you get that return punch. They normally slap at each other, and then like the dugouts come, and then it's like a little brawl, whatever. Everybody fighting. No, nah, they got the they got to throw them ones. They got to throw them things. Like them boys was throwing. And like I said, man, Tim Anderson got caught with a wagon. It was good enough. <laughs> he was on his pockets, bro. He was on his pockets. Like, bro, I know the feeling, bro. I've been on my pockets before. It happens, it happens to everybody, bro. If a motherfucker tell you he never been on his pockets, he ain't never been in the fight. And that's okay too. Um Yeah, nah, bro sat his ass bro sat his ass down. That was pretty much it. That's the first like legit baseball fight where somebody's gotten knocked out. Uh, I think I've ever seen. I can't remember a lot of baseball fight that's been uh, like that. Nah, Batista um uh, Batista, yeah, I was thinking of <laughs> Motherfucker, he got hit so hard his fucking hat turned. I said, God dang. <laughs> hey, his fucking shades went off his face and everything. Like, oh, that was 
No, Batista got his ass rocked. No, that, that was the last one. My favorite baseball fight of all time is when Nolan Ryan put that motherfucker in a headlock and started hitting this shit. <laughs> That's for you youngins out there. Go to Google. Nolan Ryan used to pitch for the Houston Astros. Everybody know Nolan Ryan is one of the greatest of all time. A youngin yep. ran up on a youngin ran up on Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan was like forty years old, an old head. He went, he was past his prime. A youngin ran up on Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan put that motherfucker in like a headlock and went to work on his ass. Like, bro, Nolan Ryan was at that age was still the baddest motherfucker on the planet, bro. Like, shout out to Nolan Ryan, bro. Nolan Ryan started with the Marion Mets in single A when he was drafted. My hometown, back when they had a minor league team. Yeah, man. Nolan Ryan is a a legit badass. Like, even as an elder statesman in the game, like like I said, Youngin tried him, and he got his ass whooped. Like, he got his ass put in the headlock. He got punched in his fucking head like nine times. Fucking with Nolan Ryan. He was like Nolan Ryan was on demon time. Like, and he was like, bring your ass over. You know how a motherfucker charged the mound? Nolan Ryan was like, bring your ass on over here then. And he gave him everything he was looking for. Yeah, it was Robin Ventura. Robin Ventura, who ain't known for shit, but getting his ass whooped by Nolan Ryan. So shout out. So yeah, man. I'm basically like basketball fights be lit. But see, the thing about basketball fights I hate. Is like the race discussions and all these N words out of control. I was about to go crazy on here and get us banned. All these N words out of control and all this other dumb shit. What about the kids and all that? Yeah. But football fights and baseball fights, they let them fight and we ain't got to have no discussions about it afterwards. So, yeah, football fights are kind of weird though because, uh, like everybody's got their helmet helmets on and pads on and shit, but baseball is fire because, yeah. like, they got they got right. no they got nothing they got zero protection right. and nobody comes out there swinging the bat that's yeah exactly like, <laughs> bro I'm about to give you no fair one bro I got a bat got a, and all these motherfuckers come out the dugout so nobody got a bat come on man all this honor and shit I'm not saying I would go out there and swing the bat but I'm not going out there unarmed the fuck. No, oh, 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 no, no, y'all ain't catching me slipping. Nah, I'm going out there with the bat. If anybody proceeds to still come at me and I got this bat, it's gonna be a lot of slow singing and flower bringing. Fuck all right. that's it for 4 L, man. Thank y'all for listening. We will start pre- previewing this Virginia Tech team start next week, but until then, God bless. Finesse. The more money feel like they like it less. Just bought a hundred rounds and I bought a vest. Caught a battle. Ain't tell nobody, young nigga, pass the test. I'm with my killers, we bout to slide. We all ride to the death. You never ever witness death. Valentino when I step. Calico on my right. Michael Draco on my left. Caught the body, then I left. Good gas, nigga, come take a breath. Had to get them up and clean up a mess. Make these niggas feel the pressure. A hundred rounds, I'm to an extra. Been dependent to test, Matt 90 show you how to make cash.